the punchline of the joke that you save until that last moment to make the rest of the li- delivery work. Like I had the perfect thing, and then my brain went, "Oh fucking no!" Because I am—I consider myself a queen, so I'm using the royal wing. There is a lot of promise for what this could give back to a writing community that's given me so much. Which uh, I like being in the fifth. I want to be the first. Activate your energy. Welcome to the Activated Authors Podcast, a show where we distill the core principles of what it takes to become a happy, healthy, and productive author, no matter what stage of the journey you're at. I'm your host, Daniel Wilcox. I'm an international best-selling author, as well as an author coach, speaker, and creative entrepreneur. But most importantly, I'm a lifelong student of all things productivity, psychology, and human behavior. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Without further ado, let's dive in. What is up, Activators? And welcome back to another episode of the Activated Authors Podcast. My name is Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every week is the wonderful... I just did a burp as I went to say my name. Perfect timing. I've been the chugging burp-a-ful. Monster. <laughs> I did a little burp. You chugging so Monster. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, Sam? How is it going? Shit, mate. How's it going? <laughs> I mean, do you want to dive more deeply into that? Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's fine, actually. Like, I'm just, I'm having a tears and my anxiety is trying to, like, pull me under. Um, Little man's got COVID, so that means, or medium man, so that means he is... I love medium man. (laughs) Well, because he's not a little man anymore. Yeah, makes sense. He's not a little anymore. Yeah, he he, uh, tested positive for COVID on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Um, So he's home until at least monday i'm pretty sure that he will go back on monday um but yeah so i have also now feel like shit uh <laughs> no vid no vid is the hope i mean whatever like i've got some it's um and yeah just just mentally i'm i'm struggling pretty hard today mm. Well, they've had a pretty strong week this week. Yeah, I've been doing all right. Mm. Like I think I think I've done that thing where, and you'll know this, mm. being like a single parent and stuff, and is that it's like when shit goes crazy, it's like if you don't step up, everything implodes. Mm-hmm. And so you step up, but you step you step too far up and you just become like and then and then you realize that uh the entire time you were running at a wall mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you realize that like your bla- brain is bleeding out and you've got concussion yeah running at a wall <laughs> <laughs> for people watching on the youtube i made an a with my fingers and ran against the crossbar yeah yeah there you go so, so it's 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 been a week but yeah, it's been it's been good in the sense of I have got quite a lot done. How about you, Sir Wilcox, the fifth of Arrington? I'll take it. Uh, I like being the fifth. I want to be the first. Um, I'm doing oh, all right. I uh... your ancestors. <laughs> so I think uh, I'm trying to remember the context of because obviously it's a bit unusual that we're back on the podcast feed with this episode. We haven't got a guest today. We'll explain what's going on very very shortly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I am coming to grips with the lifestyle that now comes from being fully creatively independent which is 
Trey exciting, but also Trey terrifying. Yes, because, um, great film time. Yeah, I've always I've, I've always been one of those people. I will make the jump probably before I should, and I'm I'm not the uh, I am I'm not averse to risk, mm-hmm. and so I I will admit I put myself in a position in which I'm okay for a few months, but it is a calculated risk that in those few months I need to step up and I need to do things to you know make the money come in and to replace other income that I've otherwise um, foregone. Yeah. And it's it's a weird experience because it's like the the weight of ghostwriting has been lifted off my shoulders. I mean, for context for people who might be new to the podcast or don't get the full scale of things, um, my productive outlet tended to be around 4,000 words a day to stay on target to hit my goals. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a bit of leniency in there, but if you have one day sick, it turns into three and then you're suddenly behind by like 8,000 yeah. words. So um, having having that pressure taken off has been lush. And, you know, I took... A few weeks off, I recharged myself. I then got super stressed in the final few days of, of that that break. Uh, came back and and have been kind of going with it. And like it's one of those things. Like I, I don't believe in fate. I don't believe in destiny, but I do believe in things aligning. And I'm currently oh. working on quite a few very exciting projects, um, of which <laughs> I can't say much on any of them. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, some more secret than others, but it is now in a position in which a few things have aligned um and uh, i'll kind of go into what will become one of our recurring segments as i further explain what's going on mm-hmm. which is the what's going on segment um and what's going on is uh cryptically named cryptically what's going cryptically on segment the thing i'm working on the thing no uh i i am working on a course is all i can say at this point mm-hmm. um i have had the opportunity to make that happen it's something that I very much believe in and I'm excited to be a part of and I can't I can't say much more than that but that is taking a big chunk of my time at the minute because there is a lot of promise for what this could give back to a writing community that's given me so much which is you know amazing um and the other thing that I'm working very very hard on at the minute is the November 50k writing camp oh yeah so yeah that's uh we're starting to get a couple of people dripping into that it's not been fully publicly announced uh too widely although i think we might have mentioned it on our last one of these kind of podcasts yeah um so. but the 50k writing camp is back it is the boot camp that i've been running every year with a bit of a fresh liquor paint and a new name mm-hmm. and uh we have 30 spaces available we well we don't anymore we have 27 yeah. spaces available as yeah. it starts to get filled <laughs> up um and yeah i'm just very excited for it we've got people in the slack group already you know adding their names to the sheet and starting to do their prep prep tober i think the the name is for the people that's that, on saturday that's on saturday so for people that <laughs> want to prep to write their fifty thousand words in 30 days uh you know now's pretty much the fucking time yeah. um and one final quick update on what i've got going on before we go into the explanation of what the hell is going on yeah yeah, yeah. um well done. i complete i completed the first draft of a book that is mine for the first time in about a you year did. and a half yes you did so yeah uh the first draft of a book that is <laughs> very very coincidentally called Fifty Thousand words in 30 days oh my god it's like you planned it i know it's nuts um <laughs> but yeah the first draft of that is done uh and i'm currently leaving it to to rest a bit before i i return to that but yeah all the things what are you working at the minute sam I am working on my poetry book. Hell slash. yeah. Well, we've <laughs> we've changed the name. And by we, uh, I mean me, because I am uh, I consider myself a queen, so I'm <laughs> using the royal we. Sweet. Um, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. 
mate, I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm doing my best. So I'm calling it Poetry Project in my own head because it is um, a book, an audio book, a visual album. um, And I'm probably going to just, I'll probably release the audio to the visual album as well. Mm. There's so like many things because like I'm gonna have to record the audio. Recording, sorry. <laughs> I'm have to record audio <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, I might release that, but that's by the by. Um, so I'm currently just editing a lot of poems, um, some harder than others. That's kind of like apart from being your helper. <laughs> yeah yeah appreciate that no no I, like it's been long enough now um you still call me a helper so I think we should put it out to the like our community and and get them to come up give with you a title. title yeah uh-huh. all right yeah. well I mean so yeah for context Sam <laughs> does all the behind the scenes to the podcast stuff all the editing there she makes all the reels and she runs them um, like the social media accounts as well mm-hmm. and also helps out quite diligently is the wrong word um a lot in the uh slack community and getting involved there so you do do a lot help yeah, her maybe do. doesn't sum it up um but um, i don't I, I can't think of another like I, I don't know what the word is um <laughs> let's move swiftly on <laughs> before this degenerates very very quickly um <laughs> Like I had the perfect thing, and then my brain went, "Oh fucking no!" <laughs> All the setup, none of the delivery. Um, but before we before we swing into um, kind of what's going on, just for people who haven't yet checked out Sam's poetry, it is delightful. Um, <laughs> no, it is it is in- incredibly well delivered, and you know you have a bit of an acting background as well, a bit of an acting background, yeah, and so that plays very much in your favour. Like your your poems are quality so uh, what's your handle for people who want to see them um it is at mastress of none mm. on the old ig you won't find me on twitter well you might actually i might have a twitter account but you won't find me on twitter because it's a cesspool and uh i keep forgetting that facebook exists so instagram is where i am Boom. yeah i tried I, I keep trying tiktok but honest to god i'm too old i think i think i'm too old I think Instagram is now my Facebook. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely got... <laughs> in the Instagram nation. Yeah, I just, I just prefer like it's like a for me, it's like a visual diary. I just, mm-hmm. I like it, and it's very, um, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, we, we can go deep into that, um, and maybe we will in one of these episodes. Who knows? So, to explain kind of what's going on, yeah, please say <laughs> because I'm confused. You're confused? No, I'm not. <laughs> I was going to say, um, so. Me and Sam had a little bit of a, a brain wiggle, a little bit of a, a grey matter huggle to try and figure out, you know, things to do going forward. Um, and one of the things that I love, I'm just going to keep talking because Sam's in hysterics. Um, and one of the things that I love is putting out podcast episodes and talking to people, talking to you and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, we spoke before about um, the fact that we're moving some of the uh, interview podcasts to a seasonal mm-hmm. format. Yeah, That's still coming. That's in the works at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but... As part of doing this course and as part of like living this author life, 
I have stumbled across about 300,000 different questions that I think are quite good for us to discuss and for, you know, to hopefully help writers along their journey, you know, whether that's with um, the craft of their writing, whether that's with like the actual mm. getting the words down or just generally living the author life. Yeah. And so what we've kind of come to the conclusion of is we're going to run these as weekly episodes. And what these are is we're basically going to take a question, could be any question from uh, a bunch of different categories to do with, you know, being an author and writing and creativity and that kind of stuff yeah and then me and sam are going to sit down for 20 minutes half hour however long it takes generally it seems to run longer than we plan yeah, um talk a lot sorry mate and you know discuss that topic so uh there will be episodes coming out it could be all over the shop it could be anything from marketing to publishing to business to life to writing uh we're just going to put our hand into the proverbial bowl and pick out a subject each week mm -hmm. and discuss them so that is what we're going to be doing pretty much weekly from from now going forward so if you're listening to this on the monday that this goes live then every monday there will be one of these episodes um and hopefully over the next 17 years we can cover the full spectrum of author <laughs> yes um i will say as well that when so when the seasonal um interviews like come we like this will go and then <laughs> the seasonal content goes we'll come back i mean we'll be on the other podcasts obviously just like yeah i'm a lot to take and i don't think anyone wants a double dose of that a week uh -huh. <laughs> i could do a double dose sam well to be fair i get a lot of you during the week yeah you do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i also think that you know we sitting uh where we are now we have very very different experiences of some of this stuff so i think you know yeah. one thing that you've raised a few times as we've had sort of expert panels and things in the in the activated office community is like you know words and terminology are thrown around that you're literally like i don't know what the frick this means so mm -hmm. like what is a book pub for example yes um, yes i did say that yeah that was very, I don't mind very looking like an idiot so i can like understand stuff but it's perfect because you know it means that i can give you know my my um thoughts from where i am in my author career you can give your thoughts from where you are in your author career and we can kind of just mix it up and, and go from that and we'll add as well like obviously you've got quite a, a comprehensive storytelling background in the sense of you know mm -hmm. rising through the ranks of theater and tv and that um, kind of stuff i mean don't don't over egg the pudding <laughs> <laughs> but you're a student of story and yes. so i think i think there's a lot of um scope here just to discuss and i will also add uh as a caveat um i don't know if i'm gonna add this caveat on every single episode but like you know what we say is our own viewpoint yep. it's not going to be a definitive be all and end all um mm -hmm. one thing that i encourage pretty much any author or any potential author or like people early in that journey to do is listen to multiple voices mm -hmm. so obviously we'll have an opinion we'll have different sides based on you know our experiences but you know jump on over to other podcasts see what other people are doing and check that out okay. because we're not we're not the definitive answer to all of these questions it's just no one like is. where we're at no one is yeah. no one is like yeah that's i i would just very quickly like to to add on to that to say that like creativity is uniquely your own so like expecting another person to have all of the answers and like the rules and stuff is folly because number one you know there aren't any hard and fast rules yeah there's stuff that like you might hear a lot um that that could be helpful but that doesn't mean that 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 you have to or that that is valid all of the time so just just to piggyback on what you said I think it's really important to to just like go around because no one mm -hmm. no one else's life experience can match yours perfectly so like they everything that they say is not always going to be 
helpful to you. So yeah, just just disco around and find what works. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. So before we go into today's question, uh, and hopefully that makes sense to everyone. Um, before we go into today's question, I do want to continue doing our pulling a win from the community, from the Activate mm-hmm. community. And this week I have two because I think they were too good not to throw out there. The first one is uh, one of our new members, Rob, finished the draft of his first novel. Yes, he did. Awesome. And we absolutely love when that happens. Yeah. Um, that was so cool. Yeah. Especially the first novel within the community. I mean, yeah. sometimes like even if it's your first one, even if it's your 10th one, there's something like nice about being a part of seeing someone finish and get to the end. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, it. Massive congrats, Rob. Yeah. And the second one goes out to Julie Heiner um who was award nominated for her book cover uh, in the horror suspense category at the kindle book review um i don't know if they quite reached their final verdict or where that is at the minute but even just to be nominated because oh, mate. and and i'll do a little plug here because i do like this is definitely part of it but like you know a lot of the work that julie put into this book was done during one of our masterminds mm-hmm. and it's fantastic to see that work paying off and helping julie so yeah, yeah award nominated book cover at this point for um final track is the book and it is a killer cover it's really cool very good by the way killer cover ah yeah (laughs) oh didn't even plan that um (laughs) excuse me right into today's question sam hold on oh hold 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 your horses there wilcox did you not want to did you not want to tell me what your one key takeaway from last week is oh yeah i've already fucked it up (laughs) That's fine. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So something else we'll do is me and Sam will take one key takeaway that we've had from the final, the last week just to brag, I guess. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> my key, one, so my key takeaway uh, for this week is I put working with others is grand. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, again, like it's annoying that I can't go too much into the details on this, but like something I'm working on at the minute is it's a group project essentially Mm -hmm. and it takes very very particular expertise from a couple of different people to make it work and it means that i get to spend the time where i'm best served um everyone in the project gets time to be with the best served and after spending seven years um working Mm -hmm. on my off career you know barring collaborations and things which you know played a big part um a lot of what i do in terms of running my author business is solo yeah and so it's really refreshing not having to worry about certain chunks of what's going on and mm-hmm. i could just focus on the bits that again like i know that i am uniquely served to do so that's mine working with others grand <laughs> how about you sir um i think i'm just gonna uh stick with what i had um in my head from last week um when we first said we were going to record this. Yeah. And then and then and then, <laughs> and then you devastated me and let me down. Um that's not that's not how it transpired. That's exactly how it transpired. <laughs> um I my key takeaway is that I'm starting to understand myself better. Mm. Um particularly when it comes to time. So I think I think because I feel safe currently in the community, in my house, in like my relationships, in all of the things. Like I don't, I don't feel any threat. I feel safe. I'm finally starting, my brain's finally starting to kind of unfold a little bit and I'm starting to understand things that I need 
or the way that my brain works in different situations and and for this like particularly with creativity um and so I'd been noticing a lot that when I was like calendar blocking I was you know I was giving myself time I, I, I was I was putting in like little breaks and stuff in between things um but I'd find that I was getting maybe half done if I was lucky um because I was just finding it really difficult to go from one thing to another thing and all it takes for me is time so like for example in the mornings usually little man will go to school and then arguably I could just come upstairs sit down and start working but if I do that I'm, I'm tired and I'm lethargic and I'm irritable and I can't focus on what I'm doing so what I do is <laughs> what I started to do is I sit down and I'll do something like mind-numbing so I don't know like play Angry Birds or look on Instagram um, and my brain starts to get angry with me it's like you should be working and it, it gets to a tipping point and then I'm like right and then I sit down and then I can smash stuff out mm -hmm. and I've been I've been doing that this week which I think is why I've been getting stuff done is that I'm listening to myself. I'm starting to understand pieces of my process. So for me, my key takeaway is that I just need time. Mm. So if you could have a little patience. <laughs> thank you. I see you, Jay, because like, it's, it's very hard beginning a workday in a state of failure or perceived mm. failure. Mm -hmm. And so, as you say, like allowing yourself for what you know you need rather than thinking I'm failing against someone else's standards mm -hmm. is conducive to actually getting shit done yeah so yeah cute stuff yeah, forward right hit me with a question Not you're gonna hit me with a question sam oh yeah i'll hit you with a question <laughs> so our question for this week is killing it what is story mm. gonna start off with a big question mm. i think it's an appropriate question as well because all of us i imagine as activated authors are wanting to write a story wanting to tell a story wanting to you know um what's the word speak journey <laughs> yeah. but like um i've been thinking a lot about this the last couple of weeks just because again of, of, of things i'm working on mm. but in its in its most simplest form story is just a retelling of events mm -hmm. fictional or non-fictional it's it's designed to give information or entertainment um it could do both. I mean, if you look at things like obviously nonfiction, nonfiction will give you a lot of information, but it also the best nonfiction in my experience also takes you on a journey. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing that I'd love to get across to people is like, if you're listening to this and you're very, very early on in your, your journey, even to the point that you're like, I might just listen to this podcast. I don't know if I'll ever write something because I don't know that I've got a story to tell. Yeah. Like I, I genuinely believe down to the marrow of my bones that, you know, every human is a storyteller in some capacity like some of us choose to hone that craft mm -hmm. but if you look at you know the evolution of of humanity and even going back to sort of forty thousand years ago there were cave paintings on the walls of people telling their story like what is the reason that humans were compelled to take blood and inks or whatever it was that they used to to paint stuff on the wall to be like you know we we have something to say we want this to like send a message like mm -hmm. could it have been a warning could it have been just you know diary entries depends um and 
just going on from that like it's part of our evolution as humans to tell stories to each other in order to survive like we had to tell people the story of like you know the lions out here or the bears out here or whatever it is and all through history there's just there's there's storytellers in humanity they just go village to village and just spread the gospel of you know what the king is doing what the queen has done all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and even coming into you know the modern world the contemporary world telling a story like every time you send a text you're telling a story in some capacity like how are you i'm fine that's a story it's telling something about yourself that the other person Mm -hmm. didn't know it's informing them like sometimes you can be stupid like i am often and make that a very entertaining experience yes but every (laughs) (laughs) every there are multiple times in your day in which you're telling stories to people like whether that's something that happened to you at the shops, whether it's like a relative that's pissed you off or like a great yeah. news you've received from someone. Like, mm-hmm. let's just let's just lay the foundation. The story is absolutely everywhere. Another example, marketing is a story. Every advert you watch is a story. Every TV show is a story. Books are stories. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll beat that drum because for anyone that tells me they're not a storyteller, mm-hmm. I don't believe you. So yeah. for me... That is story. Story story is a regaling of events designed to inform or to entertain. Um, I'll put a pause on it there because I have more, but I'll be interested to know where you'd like to go with what is story to you. So I agree with basically everything. Well, not basically. I agree with everything you just said. When someone says I agree with basically. Basically means, everything. It means like I've got a couple of things of that I'm going to. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you just said. Um, I was nodding emphatically with a smile on my face. Um, for me, story is everything. And I mean everything. Story is power. Story is love and hate and grief and sex and money and there is there is nothing like if you wherever you're like listening or watching if you look around in the room or on the on the bus or in your office whatever there is nothing you can see that you cannot like touch that that doesn't have a story to it Every component of everything has a story to how that component came to be. Every person that touched it has their own story. Like thousands of stories have like been delivered to you and and you think it's like, I don't know, like a water bottle or something. Um, But story is everything. Story is everywhere. Like wars are fought over stories. Like people are killed. People are birthed. Like... It is what separates us from other animals is our ability to tell story. Like, I I honestly think there is nothing in this world that isn't story. Mm-hmm. It is everywhere. And it doesn't have to be written. It doesn't have to be spoken. It can be danced. Like... It can, you can notice something. I mean, how many times you've been walking down the street and like, I don't know, you you see a cloud and in your head, you're like, oh, that looks like a so-and-so. And then that takes you to something else. And your brain is making a story. That's, that's, that's what we do. That's how I we just survive. pictured myself walking along looking up at a cloud. See? <laughs> story. Yeah. It's, you know, it is, it is everywhere. It is how we have survived this long. And like you say, before language, before like spoken language humans found a way to tell story 
-hmm. It is vital and it is everywhere and it is everything mm -hmm. in my humble opinion it's really interesting to kind of try to understand what compelled people to first paint on the walls and to start start telling those stories because it's 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 part of humanity but it's also probably singularly the thing that has allowed us to evolve as humans mm -hmm. um, and to get knowledge. as far as we have because if you look at you know uh i can't remember where it was i came across this um information someone told me a story um but it, <laughs> like before we were able to write anything down story and information was passed through genetics which is you know what obviously evolution is mm -hmm. evolution can take hundreds of thousands of years to go okay i need to be a different color so i don't get eaten yes whereas if you then take away the pressure from being in our biology our genetics and put it down on paper you can mm -hmm. pass that paper to your next of kin yeah and then they will have that knowledge and that knowledge accrues and it grows and then we suddenly yeah. have libraries and then you know the internet is born and we suddenly have a massive information we won't go into misinformation because that's a whole different thing no but, but that like, is a fucking story too yeah but it's it's you know the progressive nature of what has allowed us to do things and imagination buys into that and it's wonderful and one thing i did want to add on to uh what we both said so far as well is that one of the magic things about any kind of story any kind of item is that any story that you tell is uniquely yours mm -hmm. like you could look at an item like me and you could go to a shop and purchase an item together and we will have an entirely different story for what that means and how that came to be yeah just because of the nature of being an individual which i think is something mm -hmm. that is missed massively um from new writers and i think it is one of the big things of of imposter syndrome because yeah you know we've had conversations with with people recently about imposter syndrome and originality and cliche and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. but i still i still attest you could try to write the titanic and you will come up with a completely different version of it yeah. it'll have different feeling the characters will feel different like the location everything it will just feel like a different story mm -hmm. um and that's that's because we all have that unique voice inside us we all have our own lends our own kaleidoscope of experiences yeah. that allows us to tell stories in different ways and to put different emotion into it mm -hmm. like i could go to a rodeo and not enjoy it someone could accompany to a rodeo and fucking love it like it's yeah. the same damn event yeah and it's yielding entirely different experiences so adding uh, each, everything has its own unique voice and i think yeah that is something that's also very um alluring and powerful yeah you um you said something to me the other day and I can't remember like the exact wording, but you basically, as we were we were having um, a discussion around this kind of topic, um, and you know you were saying that first of all the thing that new writers would would do good to understand is that there is no such thing as originality, mm -hmm. and then within that you find your originality. There is no new, like there are no new stories, but there's so many new stories. Yeah, which kind of, I guess, goes into um, an additional question, which is, you know, mm. establishing that everything is story and story is around us and story is mm -hmm. life and story is human. What makes a good story? Mm. Well, first of all, I think we should acknowledge that um, if we are talking here about story as in, so do you mean novels and films and media story or are you talking about like Bob in accounting as well? <laughs> Let's go everything. Okay. So what makes a good story is 
just holding interest. Mm. Like it needs to be understanding of who the story is being delivered to. Mm-hmm. You know, I would tell you a story about something that happened with Miles very differently to how I would tell, I know my mom or his dad or or a teacher. I'm not I'm not gonna like rock up to his school and be like, you never guess what this fucking little shitbag did. But to you, probably would say that. Mm-hmm. So it's understanding who is the story for. Um and it and that's an interesting and. way of saying and, and. <laughs> um I think it's about delivering it in a way that is most effective for that person to to digest to understand to comprehend and then a good storyteller is someone that can impart their own flair their own uh spin their own way of telling things like i think we can probably all think of an example of someone in our lives that when they open their mouths to tell a story everyone's like shut the fuck up mm-hmm. go on renee i'm looking at you <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Right? Like every time that woman says, I have a story about this, literally everyone in the Zoom room is like, so we'll all be quiet now because this is going to be incredible. Everyone cross-legged on the floor. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then we can also think of that person that's like, I'm going to, and just the second they start talking, you're like, oh God, I'd rather shoot myself dead. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. And it is, it's about like, tone and pace and content understanding who it's for and that that's that that's universal that's not just for like drama and books and radio drama and all mm. that stuff like yeah yeah Why? Like what 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 makes a good story dan yeah no i think you caught like a lot of the key elements that i would i would have covered i think um one thing we have to one thing that new writers do which isn't a bad thing i've spoken about this before is they'll write the book that they want to read. They'll write what mm-hmm. I call the heart book because they've had this story burning inside them and they want to tell this story. And why do they want to tell this story? Because they want to have this story out there. Um, and rightly or wrongly, they don't necessarily consider who that story could be for, which then causes problems when it comes to trying to market that book. And I know I've I've been on the other side of that. I've got like a couple of early books that either I didn't put out because they, <laughs> I didn't know who they were for at the end of the day. Um, or I put them out to the wrong audience. Mm. Um, and so what you're talking about there is knowing your audience and doing yeah. like, you know, research into your story. Um, and, you know, this is all stuff that we'll tackle in in later questions, I'm, I've, I've no doubt. Mm. Um, so we won't go too deeply into all this other stuff, but just that broader concept of knowing that you're delivering it to someone and delivering it for them, because mm. the way that different people receive stories is, as you say, vastly different. So mm-hmm. again, just to, you know, beat that drum, I would tell you a story very differently to how I would tell like my mom or my dad or, you know, someone in my family for, for reasons that I know you in different ways. And I know you respond to different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within that one thing that um, our, our good friend, Jay Thorne, who was our last week's guest, um, dived into very deeply in his book, three story method is, you know, the rule of three, when it comes to your story, like mm-hmm. a, a good story has a beginning, it has a middle and it has an end. Mm-hmm. And the only reason this is very much on my mind at the minute is because I've deep deep dived into a lot of this the last few weeks. But like, yeah. if you look at the beginning, middle, and the end, or arguably out one, two, or three, you have your setup, what you're talking about, how do you like hook that person in? Mm-hmm. You have your confrontation or like your your point of friction, um, your rising action, whatever you want to call it, in which 
you you know kind of tell the story and tell all the obstacles and kind of really you know build up to that final part where at the end you like bring it to a, a, a resolve you you, you resolve yeah. whatever that story is and bring it to a close in a satisfying way so like often it's it's the punchline of the joke that you save until that last moment to make the rest of the delivery work mm-hmm. um and whether it's you trying to tell like a um riveting story at dinner party or whether you're trying to tell a series of 18 novels mm-hmm. like universally you're doing the same thing just on different scales yeah you just you remind you just gave me um a, a memory there and apologies by the way to anyone uh, who heard that on the podcast i have to set alarms um to remind me to do basically everything in my life thank you trauma um and that was my uh phone telling me it's time for snack too but unfortunately my body will have to wait because <laughs> i'm doing this <laughs> is your own helper work huh <laughs> you're on helper work yeah <laughs> yeah i'm on helper work yeah yeah thanks for that we'll put that poll in the slack <sighs> yes please yeah um and so help me god if anyone says helper <laughs> just, just no <laughs> that I have your addresses um (laughs) you reminded me of um I think a a memory came to me and I'm pretty sure it's the first time I understood beginning middle and end Mm -hmm. so I was much too young and scream was on um I was with my dad we were sat in the living room um, I think there were some other people like my sisters and things um, and I remember when it opened everything was all the colours were vivid like the music was fun like bustle all this kind of stuff um, and then as as it got into like the inciting incident and then the rest of it the colours weren't bright anymore and there wasn't that fun music and there wasn't all of this and then I, I remember being um, sat there and being terrified to watch, but also being scared to leave because I didn't know what that would mean. Um, and I just remember the moment at the end when the colour came back mm. and I was like, oh, I can breathe out now. Okay, it's what it's over. Like, And, and the music was back and da, 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 da. And, and just, I'm just thinking of it now. And I think that's... For, the first time I understood because since then like I'll often think to myself like I'll be watching something and I'll notice the colors like turn up or something I'm like okay like we've got Mm. the resolution this is kind of you know like we're we're just we're just having that quiet moment at the end Mm. some films do it with the aspect ratio as well yes where it like shrinks down and then grows Mm -hmm. up again to kind of like go into the action and out Mm -hmm. um yeah as I say like broadly speaking I think a good story has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it's built and catered towards a particular audience so that you mm-hmm. can deliver it. Um, and that that's kind of at its most basic core components. To me, what a good story is. Um, yeah. And as we say, like the other the other thing that I kind of want to uh, touch on as well is, as, as we were saying earlier, like with story being absolutely everywhere, mm-hmm. with the fact that we text stories to our friends and our family mm-hmm. on a daily basis and we see it on the news and all this other stuff, it goes to show the pull that you have for inspiration. So oh, the ideas yeah. that can be drawn from anything. And personally, for me, one thing that I love in stories is when you can take something really basic and just like hold it on a real human level. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the best stories for me are ones that really like 
pluck at my raw emotion of what it is to be human and things that I can feel on a real visceral level. Like one thing that um, I'm, I know that you're going to empathize with as well uh, and not along to is uh, no pressure. Make sure you nod. Um, <laughs> is I used to be able to watch films and TV shows. And oh God. Yeah. About, <laughs> you know, parents losing children and, you mm-hmm. know, children, um, you know, ten- tensing to kids. And I would be fine. And now I can't watch an advert in which a kid trips over its own shoe where I don't cry a little bit or feel that raw emotion because mm-hmm. of my experience as a parent. Mm-hmm. Like it's so stark how it happens. Yeah. That it blows my mind away. It just mm-hmm. it just does. Um so I yeah, still I never watched episode three, season one of House. <laughs> For this very reason. Oh, I have no idea what that means, but there's a lot of babies get sick. Oh, and they oh. like, can only sit. Su- su- save so many of them and i was like and i'm out because i can't take this on human level oh geez yeah, yeah. but yeah just that is like a pure example of like <laughs> you know how how your own experiences can help you connect or disconnect with story mm-hmm. um in that way so yeah there's there's inspiration all around you connect on an emotional level beginning middle and end stories are everywhere yeah that is that is our answer i guess this week to bring us to the conclusion of <laughs> what is story yeah um Anything else to add on that, Sam? I mean, I don't think so. Not without kind of like, because it's such a big question. Mm. But also, I do think the answer is as simple as story is everything. Life, death, blood, everything. Yeah. But I... like... You go, you go. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously you know there's if you if you kind of dive deep into what is a story when you're talking about books then obviously there's you know there's lots of different kind of opinions and and there's tropes and genres and and all of that stuff but I think for this Mm -hmm. particular episode uh yeah I think I think I'm I'm happy with with uh what I've said I agree with what you've said mostly because it was of the same opinion of that I have, <laughs> I, I uh, am okay with it. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm good. I think that's good. I didn't prep you for this, but oh, great! You, Here do you have again. do you have any recommendations or resources that have helped you understand story throughout your life that that spring to mind? If not, we can just pop them in the show notes afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. When I when I first started to look at story as in to write story um because i I've, i have bought so many different like craft books and structure books and all that kind of thing but i've done that classic person thing of just because i've bought them i i then like think that the knowledge is going to be imparted in me and it doesn't you huh. do have to you do have to read them and you, take you, notes and oh, stuff books could be done through osmosis oh mate if you just sat so, in like water next to some potatoes oh, and just soaked in story just, yeah just walk into the library like uh-huh. <laughs> um but i think i think um in in that regard uh there's a book by oh my god there's too many i know too many people called randy one second how do you know so many randy. people called randy i can tell you one person could well randy newman yeah, exactly. One. There you go. 
Well, and also there's someone called Randy Spendlove in the film industry because whenever I see their name, it makes me so fucking happy. And I was like, <laughs> no, it's not that. So it's Randy Ingermanson. Ingermanson? There we go. And I've put the spelling. Wow, it is Ingermanson. Yeah. Ingermanson. Um, and know. it's called the Snowflake Method. And that was mm. very helpful to me because it breaks it down very simply. Um, it is kind of more aimed uh, generally at trad, I would say, but like not so specifically that it isn't helpful. Mm. Um, so like in a very kind of this is a resource that, but do you know what? I think the first time I kind of started to properly understand um structure without understanding that's what I was understanding um was looking at Shakespeare at school yeah, interesting yeah what's just very because... creepy is I could just see a dog paw stretching at the side <laughs> and it was I thought a stick had just grown sentient oh my <laughs> no a broth of loaf a loaf of bread yeah no it's funny because yeah I just look at the screen because it but he is currently lounging on the bed like a lady of leisure Fair. at least you're not on your back with your legs apart because that's often the uh, <laughs> uh -huh. um, apology Shakespeare yes yes um just because I'm pretty sure all of his plays are in five acts um and like one could argue that they're three acts they're but like they're acts because obviously it's a theatrical device um but you know they all follow a very similar kind of this is where we are this is what's just happened what are we going to do about what's happening like oh shit something worse has happened and now we've figured it out and it's okay or it's not okay mm -hmm. like it all kind of follows that and i'm so sorry i'm, I'm sorry bill if you're turning in your grave but you know story when you strip, away, strip everything away um but i i mean generally you could look at anything and figure it out because you know it is repeated so much specifically as well for tv i would say any kind of procedural um cop show is a great way formula yeah because you know it is basically always the same so we open someone's about to get killed or you know a crime is going to happen and then it happens and then it's like titles doo -doo 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 -doo. and then the body's found i mean we normally see a little bit of like talky talky with the police officers body's found the investigation starts um depending on the severity of the crime there could be like a subplot with one of the detectives as to how it's affecting them but usually it's a case of okay let's find the nearest and dearest and then we know who it is but then it turns out oh it's not that person mm -hmm. it was this person all along and they play and it's it's very it is very formulaic but it is a great way to see structure yeah and also see how a spin on something can keep something that is essentially the same thing fresh mm -hmm. like watch yeah. elementary that's a fantastic example it is very good yeah yeah of of, of a repetitive thing Mm -hmm. that's that's kept fresh what about you 
Yeah, so I think um, I'll kind of add a very similar caveat in the sense of uh, I'll recommend three resources that I've found useful throughout my journey. They're not ones I explicitly use now, but I've taken kind of the universal message of what they are to help me in my own process. Yeah. Um, as we kind of said at the top of, of the top of this episode, like find your own path. These are frameworks that can help you understand story. Uh, behave. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. Joe Lysett. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, they are frameworks. They mm-hmm. basically all teach the same thing in slightly different ways, uh, which is kind of why we started with this question, just to you yeah. know show the universality of what story is. Um, but the the big ones that have kind of helped me a lot were Save the Cat by mm. Blake Snyder. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot from Sean Coyne's Story Grid, uh, particularly the podcast when it was running sort of a fair few years back. He was doing some stuff with them. Um, That's the is that still up? Can people go still listen to it? Like, is I it believe after- so. I believe so. He was doing some stuff with, I forget the guy's name, Tim. Was it Tim someone? He was basically taking through the story grid method to help with his book and kind of breaking it down each episode and kind of learning about even within scenes themselves, having the beginning, the middle and the end, like adding hooks and conflicts and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is kind of already mentioned, the three story method by uh, Jay Thorne and Zach Bohannon is uh, a fantastic resource at looking at, you know, that overall, you know, rule of threes and how that has applied universally to stories for, for yeah. years um so those are three off the top of my head if i can think of any more i'll shoot them over to my helper to put in the show notes um uh... <laughs> you know, the yeah i think about the show notes though hmm? is that you never check them yeah i know that i do know that dun, you're dun, a very dun, busy man uh, you don't I have know time that. to this check them uh if you, you start putting like random messages in the show notes <laughs> <laughs> telling your own little story over yep. the next 17 episodes yeah mm, mm, i have to watch that um <laughs> but the other thing i would say is uh bringing it back is um start deliberately watching things start deliberately thinking mm. about this as you're reading as you're going through stuff because you'll start to see it as things as things go on um yeah, I kind of want to go deeper, but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there because we can certainly save that for like another episode at that point. Yeah, just I would say, <laughs> just one more thing. Um, I completely agree with like deliberately watching, deliberately reading, all that kind of stuff. Just don't do it with everything. Oh no, because it's gonna happen to you either way. There will come a time where you cannot read or watch a story without seeing. A little bit of how it's done and it can it can knock the shine off a bit so like save yourself a little bit of anguish and maybe don't like start with your favorite show yeah yeah (laughs) or like your favorite book of all time Um, i will say this is one of the tests of whether a story to me now is good or not is whether or not it can outpace my thoughts mm. like watching the sandman recently and I was 100% convinced that an episode we're going to do something and they did something entirely different. And I was like, yes, like I enjoy it. I like finding those moments is difficult once you've been in this business for a while. Thanks, Gaiman. Thanks, Gaiman. And whoever's <laughs> directing the uh, the TV show. No, just Gaiman. Just Gaiman. Um, <laughs> we'll start. Well, well so we'll, we'll bring that topic to a close. Um, mm-hmm. But what I will say before we wrap up is that uh, the 50K writing camp is officially open for business so we are taking in new members uh, as i say we've got 27 spots remaining at this point mm-hmm. um our first official 50k meeting is i believe on the 26th of october which yes, is wednesday is. before november begins mm-hmm. um in which we kind of do a welcome with everyone so you know it's 
better to sign up before then. Yeah. Um, but if you want to get involved in the writing camp and find out all that's going on over there, uh, go to activators.com forward slash 50k to find out more and to grab your place before it's gone. Um, it's activatedauthors.com forward slash 50k. You said activators.co.uk. You said, you, I don't, well, you might have said, I don't know, but you said activators. Activatedauthors.com <laughs> forward slash 50k. And yeah, I've not even said it was in the writing camp. Within the writing camp, you'll get access to lots and lots and lots of weekly sprints where you can get your words in. You'll get thrown into the Activated Office community and you can take advantage of everything that's going on over there and meet all the cool guys. Online also Word have, Tracker. Uh, the online Word Tracker as well, so you can actually see where you're at against other people and keep yourself on track. Mm-hmm. We have a social at the end of it all. Um, you can ask daily questions. Daily inspiration. Daily inspiration straight to straight to your phone or to your computer, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can ask myself questions in any of the same sprints and I will boil you along. And... Um, one month free of activated authors, new for 2023. No. Who did the ads for this, Dan? That was you, mate. Yeah, that's why I've got it all on my head. I've said it so many times. There I've you typed go. it so many times. It's always go. And the one thing that we will add as well, that I know we've mentioned in a few episodes, but again, if, if this is your first episode, the international average completion rate of a NaNoWriMo enterer is 15%. In the last two years, we have managed to get 80% of our authors across that finish line. So if you want to maximize your chances of getting that first draft done, activatedauthors.com forward slash 50K. Yeah. Anything else, Sam? I don't believe so. I believe I'm good. I'm done. Boom. Well, then, there's nothing left to say, but a massive thank you to you, the listeners, for tuning in. We appreciate you and the time you choose to spend with us each and every week, as it is now. And as always, if you're looking to level up your writing and activate your author career, head on over to activatedauthors.com to find out all about our community, our resources, and everything else that we've got going on. From myself and from Sam, goodbye, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Activate your energy.